0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like I'm gonna work my ass off to like to teach you everything in these areas that I'm going into, why we're seeing fish, what's going on, why they're spooking, when they're spooking, how they're spooking. Also, now, like, what can we do better on the next fish so that every time we get in front of a fish th- during that trip, you're learning you're a learning little piece? A little bit.
2: Cheers, homie. Cheers, dude. Here we go. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Skiff Warner podcast. Uh, real quick, before I get too far into this, if you're listening to this uh, i'm not recording this on my normal podcast setup we're using some road wireless goes um, we're out here camping thought we'd do a podcast while we we're out here and if you're watching this and it's super dark or super greeny it's the middle it's not the middle of the night it's still early in the night but it's pretty black out yeah so. so we've got some lights going we've got a fire going and hopefully like you guys can see everything and hear everything really crisply but if you can't that's what's going on and that's why anyways into the podcast today I'm with my good buddy Mr. Austin Young aka what's up, Gentlemen Ace Ladies He's got me so, down here in uh old Charleston Do they still call it Chucktown or is that not cool I hear people
1: anymore? calling it Chucktown.
2: We can still call yeah. it Chuck Town? I don't know. I've never, you know, I didn't grow up here, so it's like, I don't know what's cool, but... I know, like, one point I called it Chuck Town and somebody, like, gave me, like, the side eye, like, don't ever do that again. I was like, oh, all that right. That might be a thing. I don't know. That might be a thing. <laughs> 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 so anyways, um, it's fall in the low country, and Ace hit me up. Dude, we've been trying to fish together for almost two years. Yeah. The first time was a really good time, and then after that... It, it took a while, but COVID hit COVID and hit. Um, just been trying to get schedules lined up. Man, you're also a busy man. You travel, so... Just trying to, you know, yeah. you know the grind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Ace is a guide down here yes. in Charleston, as well as full-time filmmaker. Correct. Yeah, I kind of like balance both of them. Yeah. How'd you yeah. like, how'd you
1: get into all that? Well... Originally, the business side of all this started when like I decided to like leave my company that I was working for, Yeah. Uh, not my personal company but a company I was working for and I wanted to start working for myself and, and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do and I knew I had a GI Bill that I can go back to school but I didn't want to waste it. So I kind of like got into this position where I was going to work every day, looking at everybody, what, what would I like to do, you know? And I was, I was scouting out, like, this guy's job or this girl's job, and, and nothing just seemed like it fit for me. Yeah. I knew the job that I was doing just wasn't fitting. It was a great paying job, had benefits and all that, but it came down to, you know, I wasn't as happy as I knew I could be. I, I was trying to split my time between my family and the outdoors. I knew I wanted to be in the outdoors. While working a full-time job. Correct. Which is like... It is tough yeah i mean you come down to saturday or sunday and if the kids are playing soccer on saturday and out here in the south you can't hunt on sunday you're not you're not going you're out so the water became like the best option for me because it's not closed on sunday and so i i started like getting really into fishing out here i already i already grew up fishing and um i just didn't know anything about this stuff you know so so it's a dial. big transition yeah yeah well i appreciate it 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 took a long time and also it's like like having the time to be on the water is really what gave me the ability to dial this in but um there's also like this is just a small part of the puzzle if you think about it you know like so i'm not really dialed in i only got this
2: shallow water red stuff yeah there's so much more yeah like we've spent the day talking about Tarpon fishing. We spend the day talking about jack fishing, sheep's head fishing, and trying to figure all those out. Like I know where I'm at in Texas. Like I want to figure those out there as well. And then on top of like the fishing that you do, you also guide turkey hunts, turkey hunts and um, marsh hen. Marsh hen. Do you do ducks? We do ducks. Yep. Uh, Diver,
1: and we also do like wood duck hunts on a property. Yeah. Yeah. There's
2: a lot that we saw a lot of Martians. Yes. Dude, there's a few times, there's a few times during those flood tides. I was like, maybe I should be up here with a shotgun instead of a, a Well, the around. season's starting again pretty soon. Oh, we an, right. a, we, it starts early for like a week. And then,
1: you know, the season, I think it, it's on the ninth when it's starting. So you're just going to be missing it. But yeah.
2: we can all plan this again next year, you know. Dude, we're going to plan it again next year and come out and do do a little cast and blast. That when we you need to set it bad. up like during duck season. Yes. And just start the morning with, with like, we're going to go duck hunting in the morning and then have, like, an afternoon flood tide where we can go chase Martians. Do actually, what we need to do is set it up so it's, like, a low tide in the morning, go duck hunting, hit the mid tide for reds, and then the flood tide for Martians. Yeah. That'd be a day. Yes. There'd be a day worth sitting around a campfire. You know, and like (laughs) using some of those feathers, eating the food, using the feathers to tie some flies
1: and catch some reds. Have you done that at all yet? Yes. Yeah. So my buddy Jake, um, he, he actually guides out here with me and, uh, he does upcountry fly tying. Super awesome dude. He's dialed in with these flies and check them out. He's got flies for all different situations, trout, all that. So, but, getting back to what we did we we went out and you know shot ducks on this property that we guide on
2: yeah
1: and um we we got some wood ducks gathered the feathers he tied up some flies for us we went out and we banged out some reds and then we cooked up that 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 duck and you know we made kind of like a little video about it but it wasn't like it's
2: like the early days.
1: Is the filming. early days? It was like kind yeah. of more like we didn't have someone talking to us through what we were doing, and we're just we knew we we're doing something fun and cool, and we we're just trying
2: to like make sure we were trying to share it. You know, yeah. we we're just trying to share how cool this stuff is. Yeah, which is like at the heart of like I know for me like when I'm like all the stuff that I film is like I want to share, I want to teach, yes. I want to like get more people. And, like, we've talked about it the last few days. Like, I want to get more people that, like, are thinking about getting into the outdoors. I want them, like, to see, like, not just, like, hey, this is, like, the easiest way to go catch a redfish. Like, here's the struggle. Here's all of the stuff that's going to slow you down. And, like, so that, like, you go into it with a mindset of, like, you're actually, like, prepared to go into it. You're not, like, oh, like, you know, I watched a Yeti video and I know I'm going to go slay a ton of fish and like because yeah. I know like for me like and and I'd be curious to see about you like my first geez I think it was like two months on the skiff before I put a redfish and it was like a laid up chip shot redfish yeah. it wasn't even like a like a hard like fish to cast at and I was just learning the water and just getting after it like it only took you two months yeah how long was it dude I can see like I know I've said it on here, and I'll say it to you, like, I have the utmost respect for you guys on the East Coast, because, you know, we don't have, like, the tidal swings that you guys have. So, like, that's one less less factor that we really have to pay attention to, and, like, that's the name of the game here. Well, it's got drawbacks, but it's also got
1: benefits, and, you know, the tide the tide can swing pretty hard. It can start ripping and it's, you know, the learning curve is like loading the boat, docking, um, how, where to face the boat and the wind and the tide. But like the advantages are you can scout at low tide when they start getting sucked down into the middle of the creeks. Yeah, You can start looking for mid tide spots off of where you're finding the low tide fish mm-hmm. or vice versa. You can be like finding flats at work and fishing those and then looking around into the feeder creeks and trying to figure out you know where where would these fish be going to stage into that spot um how are they getting onto that flat where would they be staying to like keep away from dolphins in that area and stuff yeah the bigger predators yes and and even fishermen like if there's you know uh things that obstruct a lot of boats from getting in like far back in a creek yeah things like that um uh, like jams, like tight narrow spots, things like that will make it so that you having a skiff uh, or a smaller boat gets you way back there, and you know finding those fish. But you know the tidal swings, it's it's hard. But the but I really think it's an advantage for us because that low tide is so. so you saw it today yeah. where it's yeah. so productive, and when you start finding the fish at low tide. You can it almost, you, you, on, yeah, exactly on where they're at. You you can go, all right, are they here at the very bottom of the tide? They're probably staying in here for throughout the tide, you know, um, unless there's a reason why they'd be getting pushed out. But if they're there at the bottom of the tide, they're not getting flushed out of that creek. Right. So they're probably staying in there to avoid predators and things. And And we saw like big fish just hanging He's out chilling
2: yes yeah and I mean like like some of those creeks like you get out to the deeper part of the creek and there's dolphins just sitting there waiting waiting so it's like yes. yeah like you said like why would you leave this like I'm not leaving yeah you, you can leave but if you have what you look, need. look out there go we saw bait there. in those creeks we yeah. saw
1: what they're eating we kind of and that kind of helped us with our our selection on the fly size. so mm. if you're like starting out looking in these creeks and seeing what's around. If you've seen a lot of shrimp, you got to take note of what size it is. If you're seeing a lot of bait fish, finger mullet and stuff, take note of what size it is, how and how those fish are eating that bait. If you get to see that, if they're just kind of cruising and, and letting it come to them um, and they're not going out of their way and working super hard for it, they're going to be a little bit more spooky. So you got to mm-hmm. like, think about uh, how, the weight that you're using. You want to probably go lighter fly, but um, Like some people start overthinking the fly. You really just got to think about the weight to get it down to them. Um, What's going to spook them. And and it's probably a little bit about, you know, the next thing is size is a big deal. So profile, a lot of stuff, the bait fish and the shrimp all have almost the same profile. And and it's about how you work it in too. So you don't have to overthink that stuff. When you're going into flats, you can start using the crab patterns and just dropping it where the fish are into their like hula hoop size. But that, that learning curve from getting in is like, you got to figure this, all, all this information I'm talking about only applies to Charleston and right. the, my immediate area that I'm
2: fishing, you know, it's probably even different in Hilton head. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. So, so like, cause like some of the things that we are seeing today is like you, like they would key in on that, like plot. Yes. And, and we started out today with like a little heavier fly. And the plop was too much. Yeah. And they were like, no, we're not doing this. And they were getting out of town. But we like lightened it up enough to where you'd watch them and like it would plop and they'd start looking. Mm -hmm. And you like, all you'd have to do is once they were kind of facing like towards like, hey, like the plop was over here and they get their body turned to where they're looking. You just move it a tiny bit to where they're like, oh, that's where he went. And then they just, that's it. It's over. Like, I don't think, I don't think we had a hookup today where like, you had more than like one little movement of the fly. Yeah, most of your hookups and
1: and my hookups today were, I think also about getting it down to the
2: depth that it needed to be at. Yeah, that was key, that was crucial. Once we got like, once we got the weight figured out. There's Rosie. Yeah, so we actually have a third guest today, who's Rosie. And she is howling at the moon. Mexican Labrador. She's out chasing the moon down right now. So if you hear some dog barking or running around, that's Rosie. Or Rosita. She's probably coming back. Here she is. Yeah. There she is. There she is. Good girl,
1: sit, (laughs) sit, sit, sit. stay. I'm kind of, I'm pretty new into this stuff. I'm only, I'm only three years into guiding. Yeah. You know, so that means like, Really, my first year of doing all this stuff is is a lot of learning. Hey, calm down. And you know, I had a year before I guided, so lots of learning in that first yeah. year. You, you you said it took you two months to catch one. You know, on the fly, you're talking about right, mm-hmm. and kind of sight fishing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so like my first, I feel like my first red was actually blind casting some oysters with the fly rod. Yeah. And I was pretty happy. It wasn't anything big. It was probably like sixteen inches, um, but but I knew like all right. So that wasn't sight fishing. Yeah. Um, and and like king king into like the finding where the fish are actually visible was kind of like difficult because there's a lot of good looking area and there's a lot of fish in the main part of the river that you won't be able to just see yeah. to cast to. So like finding out like I had to find the right creeks, find the right flats, and then find areas that were kind of close to each other so that I can work the tides moving like we are talking right. about. I have to work the low tide to mid tide and sometimes mid tide to high tide or all the way through like we did, you know, mm-hmm. low to high to flood. Um, I mean, it's these fish are in, you have to find kind of like a general area where you have a few spots so that like when... When that low tide's done and it's too high and you can't see them anymore. You got
2: some place. You
1: got some place to start moving to, 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 to. Check, yeah. Another shelf that's only about like a
2: foot deep. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, dude, it it's so cool to me, like, like to see this, like, just to see this whole entire, like, estuary. So, like, I grew up fishing Charleston. Yeah. Like, every weekend we were down here fishing. We'd spend weeks at a time in the summer fishing. Opening day of shrimp season to my father should be a national holiday. Like, we spent so much time like fishing down here, but we were always bait fishing. And so, like, you just don't get to see the estuary the whole, the same way. Like, you well, get, I said like, I only know a little piece of this puzzle. Yeah.
1: That's the other part, though. That's another part of the puzzle. Yeah.
2: Like, where to go, like, yeah. what creeks to set up if you want to like bait fish and stuff. Yeah. Which, like, I, I think like if you're getting like if you're super super new, you've never fished before, like don't be like Dude, yes. don't be afraid to go out and just catch fish. Yeah.
1: Well, I still I still go out with bait to like find spots and areas where I'm finding fish. Well, no, actually not bait, more like artificials when I'm sight fishing, but like if I got a lot of clients that are hitting docks and stuff and they're not into this sight fishing. Yeah. So like hitting the main parts of the river and having spots where bait's gonna be productive, I have to go out and use bait and I love that stuff. Yeah. It's it's another part of the game, I love it, man. And you know, and like, that's kind of um, like, like we're talking about puzzle pieces, that's one of them. The next one is like the bull reds by the like the yeah, deep, like deep stuff. stuff. Yes. And you know, like that's another big part of it. And then finding where the bull reds are schooling up on, on like like running the the whole coast or the mm-hmm. you know, like the tarpon or the jacks. All there's so many
2: there's so many parts of this puzzle that, you know you just it just takes it takes so yeah. much time. And that's but the thing that like it takes a lot of time, but like one of the things like I've noticed is, is you hear a lot of times, like somebody like you'd be like, Oh, I've only been fishing like for like two years or three years. And somebody be like, you know, you kind of get somebody like, Oh, he's only been fishing for three years. Like, but like you put the time in, like you're out here like day in and day yeah. out and get after it. And like, and that's what like, like I try to like relay to new guys is like, it takes time on the yeah. water and like you can't measure that. In, you really can't measure it in years. Like if you're out there every single day, your learning curve is going to like dramatically like shorten in time. Like there's still going to be the curve. You got to get over a few things before you start consistently seeing fish. If you're consistently seeing fish, like you are going to eventually, like you're going to get yourself to where you're going to consistently catch fish, but like it's time on the water. It's not, you can't measure it in years. It's you gotta like, If you know somebody that's fishing every day, like they're going to get dialed in really quick, regardless of the years they've been fishing. And I think like as you like figure out like those puzzle pieces, like you start like like now, like if you were if you were like, all right, well, I'm going to switch. and I'm going to just figure out how to like bait fish really successfully. Like you're like so far ahead of the game because, you know, you already know, like, yeah. All right. And it's the same thing reverse. Like if you're bait fishing and you're like, all right, well, I want to try this whole fly fishing thing. Like if you've got spots that you're like consistently finding them like while you're bait fishing, like you already know the areas you need to start looking. Yeah. You just gotta figure out the timing. Yep. And then once you figure out the timing and you start seeing fish, like then you just gotta start figuring out the flies. Yeah. How to present the flies. And it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's just like you said, it's just figuring out those puzzle pieces and just breaking it down to like smaller, smaller pieces That make it more manageable easier to learn like and just the end like time on the water time on the water
1: and and also like this stuff is kind of like that's a commonality between a lot of different areas but like you know when we're talking about some of this tide stuff and and most of the stuff that i'm talking about it might be a pretty specific to my area yeah you know because I go to Florida and I feel a little bit more yeah. lost I go to Texas and I'm watching you guys and like I remember how big those flats were yeah and I was just thinking where do you start <laughs> you just start pulling you just go yeah and like and and what you guys were keyed in on and how fast you saw fish is like oh I wasn't looking for the same stuff as yeah. you were I'm yeah. looking for what I normally see out here which is like a little bit different you know but yes movement and like
2: tails and like a lot of times like if we see movement on a flat or when i say movement in the water i'm not talking about like i'm I'm talking about surface movement like a head wake or a tail or like bait getting scattered like so like typically in texas if you see that kind of surface movement now the tailors like that's a whole different thing but like if you see like a head wake the fish is gone gotcha like What about just, like, those steady head wakes that are kind of, like, you can, so a lot of times you can key in on that, and you can try to make an approach on them, and it's, like, a 50-50, but, like, if there's a head wake going anywhere other than, like, just steady cruising, he's probably on his way out. Like, those fish, they suck down to the bottom, they stay low, and, like, it's just, like, it's just, it's so different like what you're watching for very different but like what was cool here is like what texas has trained me for is like we were fishing like dirtier water and texas has done a good job of training me on like how to pick apart like what you're seeing on the bottom to be like oh that's a redfish and it might just be like a fin sticking out it might just be the hard line on his back it might just be a slight color change where it doesn't quite look like like this, and this water's like this chocolatey milk color, super yeah. tannic. Like like you guys Especially just had. Especially up here, right? Like, yeah. But it was clearer. Closer. Towards, towards the ocean. Yeah. Because you guys, so you guys just had Ian come through. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a lot of fresh water mixed in. And, um, but like all those things, like, so the water's already this brownish, reddish color. But like, like being, like learning from Texas how to like pick up on those subtle color changes in the bottom, like. I think helped me a lot with like coming here and being like you know oh there's a redfish, there's a redfish. like just you know being able to pick that up yeah but i can tell you like you know you're talking about how like the flats in texas are just massive and i can tell you like yeah. i've got day I've got, my favorite days are when we can like par, like pick the motor up and we won't put it down again until we run into the boat ramp and we're just in fish all day Yeah. That saves gas too. (laughs) Yeah. It saves gas, but I can tell you like early on and still like, I I go into exploratory mode where like we'll pull, like I'll be like, all right, we're gonna have to pull this far. And I don't know if there's fish here. And like the reason, like we know, like where to pull and we're not to pull is because I've had days where we'll pull all day long and not see fish. Yeah. But Now,
1: here's a question. Like, uh, if you're fishing that area and you didn't see fish, would you go back to that area?
2: Or because, like... I would. So, like, what I typically do, like, if I, like, do something like that and I don't see fish, like, I start asking myself questions like, What's the weather doing? What's the, yeah. what was, what, where was the tide at? Where was the, you know, what's the water temp? What's the air temp? What's the, like, is there rainy? Is there cloud cover? Do we just have a storm? Like, I just start asking, like, yeah you know, the typical, like, what are all the factors going into this? And I might not go back on the same day, but if like conditions change a little bit, I'll, you know, I'll go check it again. Sometimes if it was like a really, like, pain in the butt, pull like no, I'm like again. oh it's gonna wait we're gonna wait yeah. a little bit before we go back into that it's gotta and like the problem
1: is like if there's prime conditions and you're like oh Yo, that spot might have something yeah it's like but there's prime conditions and I know this spot has yeah. fish it is hard to go back to those ones where you don't see anything but like what I was thinking is how committed you are in some of those flats when you get really far into them you guys get really committed and if the winds blow in the wrong direction when you're
2: trying to get out or mm-hmm. you know something it can make it miserable yeah that's like so like winter like winter in Texas you typically have a north wind and the sun's way in the south So, like, some of those, like, bigger poles that that you've seen down there, like, those bigger flats and stuff, it's like, I'm not going to mess with that because I ain't pulling up wind for three miles. Time of the year and stuff. yeah So, like, and that's one of the things, like, it's nice here because you get in these creeks and you get a little bit of a windbreak in some places. And, like, you just learn how to, and I think it's important if you're running a skiff or you're operating a skiff, is to learn how to hide that boat. So, like, learn how to, like, suck it up against a bank or like figure out how to run it. If you're like running in like deeper water, how can I run this boat where, you know, it's more protected. And I think that's where you see like guys can get in trouble because you're running a tiny little skiff, you're running across big water. And if you don't understand how to hide that boat, you can get yourself into some trouble or how to cut the the waves or, um, or, you know, the name of the
1: game today, we had a lot of wind and and even yesterday during that flood tide is we were looking for some kind of shelter from mm-hmm. the wind a little bit. And not because, like, the fish wouldn't be anywhere else, but just for our a little bit yeah. of advantage to see
2: and that's, into the water. Yeah, and I think that's, like, like, I know, like, there's, like, places in Texas where, like, you'll be like, today is a good day for the spot because of all of these conditions. But then you look at the weather and you're like, yeah, but we can't. Like it's we're not, not it's going yeah. to be a pain in the butt and, and it's just not happening today, which is where, yeah. which like, I don't mind those days because they, a lot of times they force you to go out and find new fish. Well, like, remember how we were talking
1: about, uh, like I got forced to, to start fishing any part of the tide right. when I realized like how in summer it's more productive in the mornings mm-hmm. for my area. I, again, it's probably, it could be different in Florida, but like yeah. for my area, in the mornings and summer it seems like the fish are just more keyed up to eat so if I can find fish at mid-tide more likely I'm gonna be able to catch one of those guys or my clients gonna be able to catch one of those guys in the morning before 10 o'clock usually um, and then again like in the afternoons as well when it starts cooling down but the summertime it seems like they're kinda of looking for a little bit of the cooler water or something that's been a little bit you know more
2: steady for them yeah
1: yeah i
2: I see that too like like heat of the summer mid-july like you better have your fish by 10 o'clock yeah it's just it's rough too it just and they and the fish just like it gets hot the water's hot and like i know there's places like if i like if i was like guiding in texas and i had to put people on fish like i know there's places i could find them and, like, I found them in the middle of summer, and they're just so lethargic. They don't want yes. to do anything. But you know what? We also got to, like, kind of address that. We're talking
1: about shallow water fishing. Right. Because, like, in the mid-summer, oh, yeah. you can bait fish, those fish that are sitting nice, deeper. Deep, cool water. Steady, cool water. And they're still eating. Still eating. So, like, if, if, like, when I was going into all this stuff, you know, hearing someone talk about all these tips that we're just kind of bringing up it's it kind of doesn't apply to everybody right and and especially it's like you got to find people who are doing what you like what you're mm-hmm. looking to do in your area yeah yeah and, that's, and we're, you're talking about texas texas is huge we keep yeah. bringing
2: up like oh texas has huge flats <laughs> well like all right it's, dude galveston is like 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 i fish mostly like corpus galveston i've been up there geez i only really i've only fished there once and i was like this is a whole new animal to learn like this is yeah, not Texas the is same huge. kind of fishing we're doing down gotcha. down south. And well, what about, the, was that in that big run that you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we did the big border to bayou run, yes. we, we fished Galveston for, we had about a half day to fish, actually, we no, we fished it two days, like two half days, and like I looked at the guy, we had a buddy of mine come came out and like give us like some places to go, and um, it was just, it was a bad time of the day to really try to fish, and then the next day we were running and we were like way ahead of schedule and I was like guys let's just stop and fish a little bit and then I looked at him and said I don't know what I'm doing here so I don't know how this is going to go and yeah like the weather was just perfect for it so we we went out we fished and like I tried to make the same approach I did in South Texas we didn't find a fish we didn't even see one so just the area just looked completely different to you. Or yeah, it, it was. Does, it just, wasn't the same flats. It was dirtier water, um, and it, it like it looks similar. And I know they get like where we were was probably a little bit more tidal than I'm used to, and I don't know. Like, and I just don't know it well enough to be like. Okay, like, you yeah, know, like, this is where I need to be. Is what or I'm like doing. commit into a flat, like real far and yeah. find out like, oh man, these <laughs> conditions oh, didn't no. work. <laughs> yeah.
1: Guys are going for a pull. See, that's what I was thinking the whole time I was out with you guys. I'm like, man, like what happens if the wind turns on us? We just, we've been in six inches for like a mile. You know, like you guys are drifting with the wind because the wind was unbelievable. I, yeah. I just kept asking you guys like, is this like this all the time? Yeah 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 yeah, it is and then waking up this morning i'm like all right so the wind's gonna be horrible
2: i'm like well actually you're probably pretty used to it (laughs) yeah yeah the wind's gonna be like 10 to 15 knots and i'm like oh okay yeah it's just another day on the water
1: that's it and you know like it's it's funny how i get so used to this area the tides don't seem like a big deal anymore but like to me
2: the wind and that mm-hmm. big expanse of flats that you guys have seems daunting. Yeah, and it's kind of like the opposite where it's like, you know, we, we're so used to the wind, we're so used to the big flats, we're so used to the big poles that it's just like, yeah. this is what we're doing today. And yeah. then, like, looking at, like, the tides here, it's like, oh, God, I don't know how those guys do it. Yeah, you know, and like, I, I think the big thing is, like,
1: a lot of the guides out here Like they've been doing it for a a lot longer than me, but like I think what's going on is a lot of these guys, and I could be wrong, but just like have done the same thing as me. They hit a summer and they're like, Oh, fish are pretty productive in the morning, yeah, I'm gonna go out whatever time of the tide it is, or they just like fish all day and they're just you know, it forces you to find fish, yeah. And if you force yourself to be like, All right, mid tide for us, mid tide is super the tide is just ripping because during the bottom. In the top, it's a little bit slower, but during mm-hmm. mid-tide, it's, just on the move. it's moving. So so that current, you know, if you learn to fish in that current and you figure out where the fish are at mid-tide, find the shelves for sight fishing, um, like these guides probably have keyed in on that. It's like, all right, I need to do this no matter what time of the tide. And, and then mid-tide becomes produ- productive. Now you can fish all
2: day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, I was super impressed because... Like, right now, like, anything you see out there media-wise relating to Charleston is flood, tide. flood tides. You got to fish flood tides. Yeah. And, like, growing up fishing down here, the way we fish, like, my dad's a firm believer of, like, two hours before and after low tide. Like, is your best time to fish, like, bait fishing. Like, best time to fish two hours, which makes sense because that's when they're moving in and out of the creeks. It's so when they're coming yeah. out. That's when they're going, so back that in. means he probably that's where he was targeting, but right, and that's but what we Doesn't for, mean right? they're not eating at mid tide right. to high tide. So, and then like seeing like all the flood tide stuff, like I came into this like fully, like, like you know, I've seen enough of you and like talked to you enough that like I knew like we would find fish at other parts of the tide, but I was like, I gotta, like, I'm so curious how, how, how like, the approach, like, how are we going to do this because everything you see is like, yeah. oh, if you're going to South Carolina, you better be there. In the spring or in the fall when the flood tides are on, or else you're not going to be sight-casting redfish. Yeah, and, and that's totally false. Like, you can yeah.
1: fish all year sight-casting. But I'll tell you this. Like, today, our flood tides were less productive than... Everything else. Everything
2: else. Which we is, had a like, great low kind of great blew me. my mind. Like, yes. like, 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 as soon as that tide started flooding, I was like, oh, we're going to see so many fish. We're going to be on them. And, yeah. like, the... the we forgot to stoke the fire. I just thought about that when that, <laughs> fire, that fire just went. <laughs> um, no, we got into the flood tide and it was like crickets. Well, all right. So
1: like I really, I mean, I've been thinking about it a little bit. We talked about it a little bit and, and like low tide, the fish have been pretty much doing the same thing throughout the whole cycle from yeah. low to mid to even this flood. We saw a lot of fish that, That were just kind of steady cruising, and things in their path they would they would eat, they would eat, but they weren't going too far out of their way to eat anything. There there wasn't a lot of big movement. Low tide was productive because we can find them Mm -hmm. pinned up, and we can see them against the 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 hard sand. Yeah. So we're going, you know, like from far away, we're able to cast at them. Your casts were spot on, so it wasn't like we had to like be right on top of them, yeah, and spook them. But now in flood tide. The fish are doing the same thing. They're moving, but they're kind of like staying. We saw more of the pockets. They weren't in the thick grass. They Mm -hmm. weren't tailing and eating crabs. So what, what it kind of tells me is like, they weren't, they probably, that today was probably like one of those days where they weren't going to be super active. They're going to be eating throughout the whole day, but just pretty lethargic and they're yeah, looking for whatever's easy. Yes, easier things. So they're not going to root through the grass. They're going to kind of find those pockets in the, in the, the thinner grass and just kind of move through it and eat what's in their way. And, and the reason why low tide to mid tide was productive for us is we saw the fish from farther away yeah. and when we were on flood tide, we had to get on top of them before we saw them. Yeah. They weren't tailing for us. No. We saw one or one tail for a second yep. that kind of came up,
2: ate something. And moved on. Moved on, we didn't see it again. Sorry guys, we got to get the fire going again. Uh, it's getting cold. It's getting cold. Dude, it's so nice here right now. Yeah, it is really good. And this, like, whole entire trip has made me, like, so homesick. Yeah, well... Which is, like... I mean, I don't know. I grew up here. Yeah. So, like, it's a different kind of, like, home. It's... I don't know. I don't know how to even describe it. But, like, it's made me, like, a little bit homesick. I'm, like... It's like, I don't know. Maybe we should just come back over here. It's been a while <laughs> since you've been home, right? Dude, it's been... Yeah, I haven't... I haven't i haven't fished south carolina since 2019 and like basically like i get to come home for holidays with like everything i'm doing like i get to come home basically for holidays um and this is just like got me so excited if you guys are listening to this and you're thinking about coming to charleston or coming to south carolina and you're like well i know i gotta go for the flood tides like just get that out of your mind like just come whenever you can i Um, do but fall and spring are pretty dang good they are pretty good dude fall is like the best red fishing in texas like i can't believe i'm spending october on the road (laughs) not fishing home you're busy too it's not just charleston you're gonna be
1: busy but, I mean, you got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Like, yeah. What What do you got going on right after you leave here? So,
2: like, last week I was striper fishing. This week we're chasing redfish in in, in Charleston. Next week I'm going out to Colorado to chase cutthroat. Yeah. And then the week after that I'm going to New Orleans to chase redfish. And it's just all part of that, like, just, I don't know, it's all just... Time on the water, dude. It's all what I want to do, though. Yeah. Like, it's so, like... Like, this whole entire skip Wanderer, like, everything I'm doing, like, it's just a dream within a dream that, like, you just keep chasing it, and, like, like you know, like, you... Yeah. So, like, and that's what I, I, I want to get into with you, like, a little bit right now is, like, because like, you're full-time filming. Like, you guide yeah. full-time, you film full-time, like... Man, I almost like, want to say I'm, like, part-time guide, part-time <laughs> film, because it's, like, I do split, like, two weeks and yeah. two weeks. But, like, how, like... Like, so you went back to school, you got into, like, like, yeah. but, like, what made you, like, what made you, like, when you were like, I'm going to go back to school, like, I want to do, get into film, like, what, like.
1: Yeah, well, okay, so, like I was saying, I was, like, really looking at everybody's job and trying to figure it out, and when I kind of, like, keyed into, like, the, the fishing and the outdoor stuff, I was like, I don't want to. I like I really want to be a fishing guide yeah. I really like this site fishing stuff um, I don't have enough time on the water I need I need to like I need a lot more time on the water and I was trying to figure out how to do that and um, you know just coming up with a plan on how to exit the company I was working for and and, and the GI Bill pays pays vets to go to school. Right. So that helped supplement some income while I was like transitioning. So I decided, well, I'm going to go to, I'm going to get my captain's license. GI Bill pays for that as well. And I need to like, I need to be able to promote my business because I can't pay someone to do it. Right. And I know that I can't just be a guide out here who's only fly fishing there needs to be more because like fly fishing is like again like i said just a little piece of the puzzle it's also a niche thing
2: so there's only so many people that want to fly fish and 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 i knew it takes and it takes time to build up that like client book of like i've got all my fly fishing guys and like i know of like a few guys i've heard of who like especially in south carolina there's still guys that like have like probably could go full-time fly And still do a lot of the, like, bait and, and, and artificials and stuff. But like, it takes, like, we had Trey Michael on the podcast and like his first, his first year, he was, he wanted to get in a fly. Like his first year of guiding was like a lot of artificial and fly. His second year was almost 50, 50. And now like, he's just all like, he's got his few guys that he loves fishing with that he does artificial with. But like, for the most part, like, like it just takes time. Yeah, you can you
1: can build up. I I don't want to say like you can't just be a fly guy out yeah. in Charleston. Just I knew time. that it was gonna take time for me to be doing exactly what I wanted. And honestly, like like I still don't know exactly what I want to do. Like I I'm starting to find out I want to get a bigger boat and start doing stuff like yeah. like deeper water stuff. Yeah. But like I want to bring up my buddy Justin Ravenel out in Edisto. He's he's a guide who's been kind of like. The guy who started a year before me, who's yeah. always been like it's like one step ahead. So like we're really good buddies and he's always helping me out with that like, dude, time to get a bigger boat. He's always giving me the <laughs> pushes that I you. need. And he's yeah. like got really good insight. He's he was he was like a guy who I met making the film back in the like when I first started this school thing that we're yeah. talking about. And and like trying to figure out where I was fitting in into all this thing and you know, he's always been really good just like, like head on, on his shoulders, straight forward. He, he can shoot me straight forward and tell me, Hey, look, you might've messed up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, You know? And like, and this is something that I've like, I want to kind of address too. It's like coming into being new at fishing, being new at anything. You got to come in with a little bit of like, like, I know, I don't know all this stuff, you know? And like, like, I fished a lot. I did a lot of fly fishing out in Colorado. I came into saltwater thinking I knew how to cast, dude. Saltwater's different. And thank God Justin was not like, uh, like you know, straight dick and was like, yeah. dude, you are horrible. No, he worked with he he worked with it. You know, he probably snickered a few times or yeah. something. But like, man, you know, when you're you're learning in Colorado, you're casting like this. But when you got to cast distance and heavy fly rods, you open up everything and yeah. you're really like you got. I had to start learning that double haul, that single haul, and how to cut wind and stuff, and that was just stuff line management, all that line, stuff I didn't know like and from the cutting down world. on the false cast. False, yes, <laughs> dude, cutting down on false cast. I probably was like doing this a hundred times <laughs> and then dropping it well and and like aiming while you're false casting, Ooh. you know, like God. So I was probably doing all that stuff, but like you know, coming into it, he's always been one step ahead for, uh, of me and always able to like be that buddy. Like I don't want anybody in my close circle who can't just tell me, "Hey, you messed yeah. up a little dude, bit." Dude, yeah, 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 definitely. And he's he's been a good dude. So like, yeah, definitely. If anybody's out there, check out Justin out in Edisto. He's he's and he's we're talking about like diversifying the waters, figuring all this stuff out. Yeah, bigger boats. Like he went from like. Like, always, you know, fishing the flats, getting real into that, fly fishing to like, man, there's, there's other fish out there I wanna check out. Getting bigger boats, moving to different waters, checking out the reef. Yeah. God, he's got, he's got Edisto so dialed in. So, I'm, 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 t- I'm telling you, like, if yeah, if you guys are out in Edisto, Justin
2: Ravenel, Ravenel Charters.
1: Super so cool, like, dude.
2: So, you, you, you knew you wanted to, like, get into guiding. You knew you had to promote yourself. Like, how did that, like, translate? like into like oh I'm gonna learn how to film well so like like looking back I used to like do
1: skate videos and stuff yeah. and and like it was a long time like middle school I I was doing VHS you know to VHS editing and stuff on two <laughs> v, like stacked players is it, it was a mess but like um I've always had like a, a thing I had a GoPro with me for a lot of like my military time and like you know, it just was something that I I wanted to learn how to edit the, the stuff, the footage that I've had and not just have it and and put it somewhere, you know, my computer and never remember it, you know, like, um, and also like I had this like kind of like need to share the stuff. I knew all this stuff was so awesome. Yeah. And, you know, going back again to Justin a little bit, he's always helped me with this like balance of you want to share this stuff don't blow your spots don't don't you got to respect a little bit about the waters and and the things you're doing so like you know like helping helping balance the media and the respect for the area he helped me with that but like going into like this whole i knew i had to promote myself and and i and like film school just kind of trident tech is like has a really amazing film school out here and i didn't realize it but when i heard about it they had all the gear i wanted to use Mm -hmm. and all the stuff i was curious about and i was like man i've tried college a couple times i know i'm not a freaking genius that's probably why i want to be outdoors all the time like i gotta go into a direction of what's going to help my business the most using my gi bill and it would be Going to film school, learning how to make media. So when I go onto Instagram, when I make, when I do something on YouTube or something, I can build an audience who I can say, hey, I'm selling fly fishing charters. If you want to do what you see me doing, you know, and this is something you're interested in, let's go, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's also helped me get a lot of awesome customers who are directly interested in what I'm doing. Yep. And they don't hop on my boat going, man, this is a tinier boat than I thought. Are we going to be, <laughs> they know exactly they they know what I'm doing too. Yes. And, and they also know the grind of what we're trying to do. Like I said, it took a long time to figure out how to catch a fish on a, like a fly rod in the
2: salt water out here. Yeah. And then dude, and, and like you get like you get like spoiled where you like go out and you'll have like a four fish day or a ten fish day, yeah. and then like your next day you go out and you have like a one fish oh, day. And yes, you're like, what? Like this is the worst. Day oh,
1: ever. you know what's the opposite too is if you take someone out who's pretty new, a buddy or even just someone a client or something. They get out there, and they catch a giant fish the first time. <laughs> you know, they start catching bigger fish, bigger fish, and then they get, like, a 19-inch one, and they're like, oh, no dinks. You know, like, no, I don't want to dink. You're like, man. One my, of those little guys. Man, I swear that 19-inch one took me, like, so long to, you Dude, know. don't hate on the dinks. Yeah, don't hate on those guys. They're there to support you when Dude. you really need them. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> man. Um. All right, so like you started, you 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 got through film school. You started like producing media, but like like how did you like make the transition from like just doing stuff for your own to like now you're doing like professional film oh, work for people? That just like
1: so, Trident Tech introduce introduce me into the actual film industry. Yeah, uh, like that's cool. Like Righteous Gemstones films out here, and they do a lot of like indie grant films where like. Uh, they'll, they'll pay for people to actually do, you know, bring students onto the film and work mm. on an actual set and stuff. So like, I kind of got introduced in that. I'm like, wow, there's, there's a big production side to things. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, and, and then I tried to like, see what that looked like in the actual like fly fishing world. And it seemed like, you know, the, the big production stuff. Well, we don't have like a a feature film in the movie theaters or anything that besides like that that one what's that one are they like Leonardo DiCaprio or uh, something better, or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt,
2: or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking dude, about. Dude, one
1: of those dudes River. Brother, runs through it. Yeah, so the ultimate you know like- <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if that's the most cinematic movie we have, but we also like we have a lot of like Yeti presents and films like that. And, and when I started looking at those, I was like, that's what I want to do, dude. Right? I saw 120 days dude, that I'm, Yeti I'm, presents. I, I
2: watched Cosmos still, like yes, once a month,
1: dude. And then the one that came out not too long ago in the fly fishing film tour, uh, Live It Films, and all them. Uh, uh, Those guys are... Ansel Sa- Saunders, I think. That film the, was so good. It was Mighty Waters. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. The, the level that they brought to that, this industry and this whole kind of like cinematic outdoor, you know. Oh, my gosh. They changed
2: the game dude. with that. <laughs> Have you seen... Um, I'm going to get a little off time. Have you seen... Dude, they've got... Oh, I can't remember it right now. They've got like this camera rig... I think is it a head like uh, i can't remember but they've got like a camera rig where it's like i think it's like a like they've got a like a sony mounted to a helmet oh and it's like directly in your face like it's like directly like on top and like the guys like just like moving around getting filmed like while they're bill fishing (sighs) and stuff i'm like how did you guys come up with that they're like oh we just thought it would be cool (laughs) I mean, like,
1: I think what they're also doing is they're bringing, they're looking at those films that are in the movie theaters and they're going, all right, what is the, this, like the actual, you know, what makes this cinematic? Right. Right. And how can I bring that into my industry? And. You know i think like that's that's like the people who i'm looking at now i used to watch a lot of like youtube videos of just people catching fish but now the people who i'm really looking at are the ones who are bringing a narrative
2: yeah like cinematic and inspirational stuff yep and that like that's where i'm at too is like how can i make this less of like like how can i make like a vlog keep it a vlog but also make it almost where it's like you just sat down and watched like a tv show or but not like like a fishing show but like you just watched like a game of thrones or like yellowstone or like how can i make this where like you're watching like like that quality of cinema or film but it's still at the end of the day it's still like dude this is just a vlog of this guy going fishing And like, how do I keep like, how do I keep elevating my game on the film side of like, like, like these, all these levels and you like just, you get to one and like, I don't, for me at least, like I'll get to like a level where I'm like, sweet, this is cool. Like I'm doing something awesome. And it's like, you know, then one day I'll go out and I'll like mess around with like manual focus on my camera just to see like how I can mess with like racking the focus on like shots. And I'm like, Like, I'll nail a couple, and I'm like, how do I bring this into every day that I'm filming? And then, like, I'll get that down, and it's like, how do I make the audio better? And, like, there's, like, just so many, like, levels. And it's, dude, it's it's the same thing with, like, it's one of the things that, like, I keep saying on this podcast, and I keep stressing to people, like, if you want to get into photography and film, if you want to get into fly fishing, like, break it down into baby steps. Give yourself time. Yes and just like set like set like big yes, goals dude. that you want to reach, like three years out, five years out, and, and I realize this sounds even like just like life in general, but like when it comes to fly fishing and film, which is what I'm into, which is what I like try to do every day, like like I've got five year goals which involve working with Yeti. I've got like one year goals that are like making vlogs that are like super cinematic, still super like kind of rough, like run and gun filming. And, like, slowly trying to bridge the gap yeah. to where, like, I can, like, which I think would be an awesome style of, like, hey, you're shooting at the level of Yeti Presents, but it's super running yes. on. It's super, like, on the fly. Like, we're just going to yes. figure this out as we go and see what happens. And, like, and I swear, if like, you're getting into it. Like, just start at the basics. Start yeah. teaching. And just start producing stuff and putting it out there. Like. Like your first film is not going to be like, it's not going to be Yeti Presents. It's not going to be a Marvel film. It's not going to be Yeti Presents. Might like. not make F three T. Like my <laughs> yeah. first one didn't make F three T. Man, but I had a
1: great experience with it. Is, you're right though. Like, but I think also what you're getting at is like, set the little goals so that yeah. you can knock out the checklist and yeah. make your way up there because it feels really good. Like if if you're the f- if the first goal has to be like wake up and brush your teeth, if it's like you're checking off like little check check. All right, now get in. Now you know, like, hook up your boat. Check. Get Didn't to the ramp. Before check. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> go out on the water. Check. Like, you're halfway there. You you just check off all those little things, and if but like really like set those goals though. Like, all right, like this year I wanna I wanna figure out the jacks. Like this year mm-hmm. I wanna figure out the tarpons. You know, like maybe I wanna start figuring out bait a little bit more.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's it's the same. Yeah, with the fly game, like it's the same thing of like. You know, I, like, I still, like, I've got a level of, like, fly fishing back home that I want to get to on a day-to-day basis. And I'm starting to get there, and I'm already starting to think, all right, well, what's the next what's level next? we're looking yes. for? And it's like, all right, now I want to start trying to figure out how to find big fish consistently. But I want to find them, like, I know like, I could go, like, get an intermediate line. Yeah, play the jetty game and find big fish consistently. But you're but still like, trying to sight fish. But I want to, like, yeah, like, how do I find those upper slot redfish on the flats every day? Man. Which, is like, upper slot in Texas is 28 inches. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, so, like, how do I find those fish every day? Yeah. And it's, like... I'm starting spots to like, that like right. yeah. oh, I'm starting to like get some spots dialed in where it's like, like, yeah, we can go do this and we might find a big fish or we can like hang out here. Yeah. And we might not see as many fish, but like the we ones catch, we see yeah. are going to be super nice. And, it, but it, it's taken me like two and a half years to get to that point where it's like, all right. You're yes. starting to see fish consistently. You know if the conditions are right, you can put one in the boat. Like, how do we go to the next step? And we're just scratching like the surface, you know? So that's what makes it so yeah. much fun. Like,
1: like I don't ever want to be that jaded old guy who knows everything. I just yeah. want to be finding the next thing all the time. You right. Know? I feel like that's maybe what makes them jaded is they feel like they like know, no, know everything. It, like, They're like,
2: we're good. We're gonna go catch this fish. And,
1: and, and maybe they know everything in their little realm, but the thing
2: is there's another step and that's even like in the other side of like and this is where it like gets into like like with me and fly fishing especially is like it gets into like this kind of predicament is like there's a part of me that like i want to hammer down texas i want to get it to where like we're going to go see like right oh battery's done right now like i know like all right i can go out and you're going to see fish i will make sure you see yeah. fish and I'm like, I feel like probably 57% confidence we will put one in the boat. And there's a part of me that's like, I wanna like hammer that down to where it's 100%. And there's a part of me, which you guys are gonna see more and more through YouTube and what I'm doing. And even what I'm doing right now, that's like, okay, I could put all my focus in Texas, but there's so many fish that I wanna catch on fly. And there's so much that I wanna do. There's so many places I wanna see. So many people I wanna hang out with. It's like. So like like growing up, like my twenties were spent on the road. I lived in couch. I lived on people's couches till I was like twenty-five <laughs> and like yeah. just this is like I don't know God, oh god, I'm gonna say this word. It's like wanderlust. Gotta know what's over the next hill, gotta know what's around the next bend. and like I'm trying to incorporate that more and more into Skiff Wanderer and everything I'm doing of like Yeah. I could be good at one thing, but like I'd rather be like I don't even want to say decent, but, like, I'd rather be, like, okay, like, hey, we're going to go fish the Brooks Range for grayling, you know. I don't know what I'm doing up here, but we're going to figure it out. And and have, like, a decent – opportunity like background of like yeah. yeah like all right this normally works for like these kind of fish so we're gonna try this
1: and well like, like having like all this like mm-hmm. general knowledge it does come into like i've seen all, fish do this i've seen other fish do this
2: so oh, like yeah. I, you, you're kind of prepared for little things that come up oh the whole day today like everything we were doing, I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, how can I incorporate this into what I'm doing in Texas? Like, Oh yeah. Like how can I make like how this help me in Texas? And it's something like I've stressed on a couple of podcasts. I've stressed in some other videos where I'm not targeting redfish of like, get out of like your comforts. Like if you get like in a rut with like Texas redfish or like your local fishery, like go on a trip somewhere and like, you can do a lot of stuff especially like trout fishing out west like you don't need a guide you can just like just take the like give yourself a week you might not catch any fish like and just like teach yourself how to like do something different and I guarantee you you're gonna go home with a new viewpoint a new way to approach like your own personal and more knowledge than you would have got if you just went out and like like
1: I'm not saying like don't hire a guide because I'm a guide. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, you, there is a lot of stuff that you got to put into it, and I think that's something I kind of incorporate into my trips is, like, I want to teach people stuff. Yeah. Because, like, you, you kind of hinted at it, though, but, like, fly fishing, you said something like, you know, you want to be able to be 100% when like, it comes to fly fishing. Yeah.
2: I don't know, like... I don't know if it's a, if it's a because thing.
1: Because there's days where it's, like, everything lines <laughs> yes. up and that fish still doesn't eat. Fish All are, the fish aren't eating. Are not They're not even tailing, you yeah. know? So, like, there's so many variables into this site fishing and, like, also who's on the bow, you know, and who's on the back pulling. So, like, it's a team effort. And if things aren't lining up and those variables aren't lining up, it, it's, just, it's just one of those yeah. days.
2: So and, you know, and and what you said, too, though, about, like, um, what you said, too, about, like, going with guides, like I'm still a firm believer, like, especially if you're really new efficient fishing with guides and going out with guides. And the one thing that I always like try to stress to people is like, if you're going to go out with a guide, learn to ask the right questions yeah and like not like what spot are we at what like what river is this what house is this what island is this like not try to like hey i'm gonna try to figure out your spot so i can steal it like try to soak it all in like like what what i was saying about like how like
1: i'm trying to teach like i'm showing them why the area that i'm in is good yeah not just like hey there's a fish there go catch it yeah like You know we're working with everything that they got going on. Like, what's your casting look like? We're gonna work with that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna work on the areas that we need to be in for to get you in the distance that we need to be in. And you know it's not always gonna line up because like if you can only cast ten foot off the boat, there's a lot of times where those fish aren't gonna eat ten foot off the boat. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like I'm gonna work my ass off to like to teach you everything in these areas that I'm going into. Why we're seeing fish, what's yep. going on, why they're spooking, when they're spooking, how they're spooking. Also, now like what can we do better on the next fish so that every time we get in front of a fish that during that trip, you're learning, you're a, learning little a little piece. Yeah. Because like for me it took me and maybe it took me like 6 months to actually catch the first one on the fly. I almost like I I really think like when I started like catching fish and sight fishing them, it was like a year into like me really going out there and be like where I was like, oh now I'm actually catching fish. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't my first fish. It oh, like, didn't yeah, take like, a year to catch my first fish, but it was like my first fish, like it, my it first like a fish year. might have
2: been two months, but like to where like I felt like I could consistently go out and have an opportunity and have like really good opportunity on yeah. fish was probably like six months into it. Yes. Yeah, so like and then out here I really feel like for me it was a year where I was like you know, I felt like what it was is like, God, it probably was even, yeah. I think honestly, like thinking about some of the stuff that I did within that first six months, it probably was a year, two year and a half before it was like, cause you honestly, like you have to go through all the seasons. That's what I was just going to say. So like for the whole year, I felt like I
1: was like just a week behind everything. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's what they're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and then, Oh, now they're doing something different. And so like, so like the next year, I had this approach where I was like, I remember last year, I was a week behind this whole thing. Now I'm going to come I'm here. On it yes, now, dude. dude. My the
2: first, seasons, man. My first like spring in Texas, I tried to fish it like it was like fall. Well, Which was
1: not yes. good. But also it's the same thing. Like I, I was kind of like going from spring into summer and I was like, it's like well they're they doing that in spring they should be doing it now yeah no they're not but i was just a little like a little late to the game yeah. so it's like it's like as i was figuring it out I was a little behind but you know you go into that next year with all that stuff you learned and like i was saying in that trip that i'm taking you on you go to that next you go to your fishery yeah. you go to where wherever you're at or even you come back here on your own and you try to apply it to like walking the flats. Like maybe you don't have a boat, but maybe you've learned enough where you're like, okay, now I remember what that flat looked like that he took me on and what we're seeing that like maybe like I can hop on Google Maps and find a couple flats that I can that yeah, look yeah. similar. Look similar. That I can walk to and hop on and like you know you start looking at the things that that I that like we talk about like hard bottom and stuff and you find that stuff and things start clicking for you and maybe you're a little late like we're talking about to like. You know, the whole flood tide thing. Maybe you're on the the flat while the fish aren't there. Or maybe they're just not active. And you're just, you know, but you're seeing fish. It's all yeah. part of, like, all right, now the next time I go out, it's going to be a little bit better. Right, right. Time on the
2: water. Dude, I cannot thank you enough for finally getting me back out here, getting me on the water. Oh, it's it been coming. Been so, yeah, it's dude, been it's in the been, works. It has been so awesome. Like, the last two days of fishing out here, like, have just they've changed like like i've done so many things in in this estuary and then in the low country in general and like just being able to see it from this perspective is like just like re-energize me towards this whole entire coast it's made me like miss like i said earlier like it's made me a little homesick (laughs) especially like fall right now um yeah i can't thank you enough if you guys aren't already you should check out ace on instagram i'm gonna let you say it because i know it's not as straightforward um, as i think it is ace outdoors charleston on instagram yeah facebook uh youtube
1: yeah. yeah you got your youtube channel going too right yeah it's just you know it's kind of like
2: it's some stuff that you do yeah, yeah.
1: it's just like what i'm doing but you know a lot of that stuff is just kind of like old military stuff that i was doing so not much so outdoors
2: check it out um, hit like, oh, for me. Right. I gotta do that part. Uh, you'd think after like 15 of these, I'd know how to like do Man, an outro. You're getting it. Uh, if you're on, if you're listening to this, please go leave a five star review. Say something really, not- say whatever you want. You know, honestly, be honest. honest. <laughs> sake, be honest. Um, I actually haven't even looked to read them. So, um, and if you're on YouTube, you're watching this hit like, hit subscribe all that stuff ace thank you so much dude absolutely man we're i'm gonna, so glad you're out here dude we're gonna drink some beers and enjoy this fire we might yes. play with some astro yeah. photography, dude um what do you think open, about that oh, uh, help me out with that I'm all ready. right
0: we're gonna go shoot stars see you guys later